This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, Senate Appropriations Committees passed several spending measures for many cabinet agencies. There's a slew of new IT modernization contracts available for bidders. And a federal employee union says the bar is set too high to prove age discrimination. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Senate appropriators are filling the Homeland Security Department's bank account with across-the-board increases in fiscal 2020. The Senate Appropriations Subcommittee approved next year's spending bill yesterday. The subcommittee allocated more than $70 billion for DHS, including $2 billion for the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency. CISA would get $1 billion to protect federal civilian networks from cyber attacks, which includes increases in funding to reduce the backlog of vulnerable assessments. The bill now goes to the full Appropriations Committee for a vote. Senate appropriators say they're sending a message to the Interior Department. The Senate Appropriations Subcommittee on Interior and Environment cleared its 2020 spending bill yesterday. The measure does not include funding to support Interior's proposed relocation of the Bureau of Land Management to Colorado and other western states. The bill did include $133 million for the National Park Service and a 2% bump to Park Service operations. The full Senate Appropriations Committee is expected to pass the Interior Appropriations Bill later this week. Vendors should sharpen their pencils as a new wave of IT modernization contracts hit the streets. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has more. The Department of Housing and Urban Development kicked off Phase 2 of its IT Modernization Centers of Excellence initiative with the release of three solicitations. HUD and the General Services Administration, which is providing technical support through its Technology Transformation Service, posted the details of the request for quotes yesterday. HUD is seeking industry's help to buy a cloud-based electronic records management service. It also wants vendors to assist in setting up its chief data officer's office and consolidating and improving its customer service efforts. Bids on all three RFQs are due in early October. I'm Jason Miller. The National Treasury Employees Union says the Supreme Court should reverse a lower court's decision on age discrimination in the federal workforce. NTEU filed a legal brief in support of a Veterans Affairs employee who says he suffered age discrimination at the agency. The lower court says federal employees must prove age was the main factor in any personnel action taken against them at an agency. NTEU says such evidence usually doesn't exist, though, and employees should not need to prove it was the reason for a removal. Employees at the Forest Service and the Department of Health and Human Services say the unilateral labor contracts at their agencies have hurt morale. That was the focus of a federal employee union rally yesterday, protesting President Donald Trump's executive orders aimed at rolling back collective bargaining rights, cutting official time, and making it easier to fire workers. Those executive orders remain at the center of an ongoing legal battle between the unions and the White House, but an injunction has kept many of the provisions from going into effect. The Air Force is continuing its trend of local pitch days to bring innovative ideas and small businesses to different commands and bases. The Advanced Technology and Training Center held its first pitch day alongside the Air Force Sustainment Center at Robbins Air Force Base in Georgia last weekend. The pitch day puts businesses with good ideas on contract the same day. The event was focused on virtual reality technologies to help with aircraft maintenance training. 
Small businesses are being asked to help with expanding the Navy's use of artificial intelligence and machine learning. The Navy's Small Business Innovation Research Program is soliciting ideas that can be prototyped within a year and a half to two years. That's in comparison to the current timeline of three to four years. Companies will receive funding in three stages, feasibility, demonstration, and commercialization of the product. And the Army is rethinking how it's using fuel that may have an impact on the environment. Federal News Network Scott Massioni reports. The Army and Greta Thunberg, the teenage climate activist who gave an impassioned speech at the United Nations this week, may have more in common than you'd think, just for different reasons. Lieutenant General Eric Wesley, Army Futures Command Deputy Commanding General, says the Army needs to push forward on alternative energy sources and hybrid electric power. Wesley says the Army needs to stop relying on classic forms of fuel like oil because they're easily disrupted by near-peer competitors like China and Russia. I'm Scott Massioni. Ron Hansen, a former Defense Intelligence Agency officer who pled guilty earlier this year to espionage charges, gets sentenced to 10 years in prison. Hansen was arrested for attempting to hand over sensitive defense information to the Chinese intelligence service in exchange for hundreds of thousands of dollars. Meanwhile, a former Army Reserve employee gets 18 months in prison for stealing more than $400,000 from the 63rd Regional Support Command at Moffett Field in Mountain View, California. Ramon Torrey admitted to developing a kickback scheme with a production company that was contracted to create public service announcements for the command. Remember the secret phone booth former EPA Administrator Scott Pruitt put in his office? It was one of the many purchases congressional watchdogs lambasted the former agency head for prior to his departure. Well, after more than a year, the agency has still not said anything on the matter. The Government Accountability Office sent a letter to congressional leaders this week saying EPA has still not filed a report on the purchase. Agencies are required by law to report on all violations of the Anti-Deficiency Act, which GAO says this purchase certainly was. These people work in water, but they're not all wet, and the EPA wants more of them. Federal News Network's Tom Temin explains. Administrator Andrew Wheeler launches what he calls the Water Workforce Initiative. The goal is to help local water system authorities replenish the ranks of employees who are aging and eligible to retire over the next few years. The initiative includes an agreement with the Veterans Affairs Department to help vets become aware of water career opportunities. EPA also plans a public awareness campaign in conjunction with the American Water Works Association. I'm Tom Tammon. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One. And follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 